It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on this edition of Locked On Wizards, we've got Jamel Cutler, writer for Hoop Magazine, back on the show as we are talking more around the NBA playoffs. Got games tipping off Tuesday. We've got to get into predictions on these matchups, specifically for the games on Tuesday, and overall, who's winning each of the series across the league. All that and more right here on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Renee Washington here, host of Locked on Wizards, and I hope you guys are ready for another edition on this Tuesday. Hopefully you had a great Labor Day weekend. And For those of you that had the chance to enjoy being off Monday, hopefully it went well. I know I had a great birthday celebration this weekend and enjoyed some much-needed downtime. But we've got Jamel Cutler back on the show. The writer for Hoop Magazine is here as we're getting into more around the NBA playoffs. So we talked about the games that went down on Monday. Looking at the games for Tuesday. We've got the Lakers versus Rockets. We've got also the Heat versus the Bucks. We definitely know that we have been watching some whew, great, some great basketball, some intensity, some excitement, some down to the wire finishes. But I want to start off with the Milwaukee Bucks, who escaped getting swept in their Sunday win. Giannis goes down late in the game with an ankle injury. We've seen him get hurt his ankle before. Definitely didn't look good at all. But he was in the back in the training room, still cheering on his teammates. They were able to pull it out. Um, Chris Middleton, a big part of that. The Bucks get a win. They're down 3-1 to Miami. Is it – I mean, how much do you think the Bucks are able to get a second win? I'm not even going to say make this a series. But do you think that they're able to get another win, or do you think this is it? One more game and done. Oh, no. The, the Bucks are done. I mean, um, I think the only reason they won yesterday was just to put a spirited performance on in the absence of Giannis, but but as a whole, that team just has um, been showing me that they're con artists, even going back to last season. Con like artists. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're a great regular season team, but once the playoffs start, nothing. I mean, like, even earlier in the series after game one, when Jimmy Butler dropped 40, 40 or 42, whatever he scored on, Giannis, he – Giannis – the defensive player of the year, he didn't guard him that one time down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And he's the biggest player on the court. So, like, mentally, the Bucks are soft. And, um, yeah, even with Giannis, without him, this series is over. And that's going to play into Giannis' free agent decision coming up. And, and me personally, I think he's leaving. To greener pastures, probably Golden State, or even or even Miami. Mm. Don't be surprised if he goes there. But that, um, that makes okay. but yesterday, but yesterday when I seen him went down with another ankle injury, 
I kept on getting the flashes of of Grand Hill in my head. Like Grand Hill came back too early, and then you seen what happened to him. Mm-hmm. So, so I hope Giannis he doesn't play in um Game Five because either way they're losing, and I just don't want him to jeopardize his um long term health, and then he becomes another what if story. That's such a great point. That's you make a lot of great points actually, and the first is that. I did feel like the Bucks won that. It was like a pride win. You know, Giannis Antetokounmpo goes down. You don't have you don't have your big player on the floor. It was kind of in honor of him, especially since he went down so late. And then also, I do think it was just a pride thing of as the number one seed not getting swept. But I don't see them winning Game Six. You know, I, I mean, or Game Five. Excuse me. I just don't think that they're going to force a Game Six. I should say because just looking at this team. Con artist is harsh, but a con artist, I get what you're saying because it's year after year after year of them being the top team in the league, best record. Giannis is unstoppable. Everyone's right to claim he's the king and, and dethrone LeBron and say Giannis is the new king of the league. Then they get in the playoffs and it's the same thing each year. They underperform, they get knocked out, they don't even win the East. I mean, there's no reason why they should not at least be coming out of the conference. But in the playoffs, they get exposed. And like the Heat are doing, the Heat have so much versatility. They have so many pieces that they right now are, are just able to just run players. So, you know, whether it's Jimmy Butler or having someone, you know, Bam Adebayo and, and Jay Crawford or here, Tyler Hero or Goran Dragic, they have so many weapons. And the Bucks once again, still don't. After Giannis, after Chris Middleton, you know, who's, who's next? You know, you've got George Hill, you've got Brooke Lopez, but you still don't have anybody that's consistently able to be a threat on both ends of the floor. And for Giannis as a defensive player of the year to not pick up Jimmy Butler, I know there was some um, serious flack for that because he was saying, like, I was just doing what the coach told me to do. No, you, like, as, as, a, as the best defender, as a defensive player of the year, you should always be helping us stop the best player on the other team. It's the same thing with, with Kawhi and, and his situation. Like, when you're the best player on the team, and you're the best defensive player, you need to lock down the other team's best offensive player, period. There's no reason why, especially late in the game, you should not be defending whoever has the hot hand. So I do think that for Giannis, as you mentioned, not only is this team done, but he's done in Milwaukee. There, I know he has one more year, I think, left until he's a free agent, but it doesn't matter. I mean, why, why would you stay, stick around? For what? You know. So you said Golden State or possibly Miami. I don't know. I don't even know which team makes sense. Of course, someone threw out there the Wizards, which would be incredible. But do you have do you have any? Are you fully leaning towards one of those teams? I'm hoping not Golden State. The Golden um, State does not need that would that would be unbelievable if they go from the dynasty with KD a year this past year they didn't make the playoffs and then they come back and have Giannis now. That's just not fair. Like someone has to step in from the league and say no. <laughs> they picked up KD. I mean, um, they got Cousins. They got a, a, a top two pick. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if if all the stars align. And, and you know, um, Draymond and Curry, they're, they're very friendly with him. So you never know. I just think that at that point, similar to when we heard the rumors that Chris Paul was going to be going to LA years back. And apparently that – the league put the kibosh on that. Like I, there's, you cannot have Giannis, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Clay Thompson on the same team. 
that's just not I hate to use the word fair and life's not fair but ah, that's not fair (laughs) it wasn't fair when KD came so it was not oh man now you got me mad thinking about that and you just and you just brought up Chris Paul like I think Chris Paul will be like a perfect fit in Milwaukee like he'll bring that pit bull mentality that I think that they're missing and I felt like last season they should have went after Chris Paul or Westbrook mm. while, while they were on the trade block. I mean, like, I would have gave up picks and possibly Eric Bledsoe for um, one of them. Yeah. Now, I've, I'm glad you bring up Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook is getting and continues to get just a bad rep because he's always on a team where as much as he gets triple doubles – and helps you, he also hurts you. And we've seen him with the, with the Rockets, especially coming back from injury, where he's, you know, whether it was game six against the Thunder where he threw a bad pass to Robert Covington, or even actually in game seven, it, it didn't hurt them. Of course, the Rockets still won. But he had a chance, I think it was, to tie the game up. I can't remember the ex- what the exact score was. And missed the, missed the layup. We've seen him against the Lakers now in two games, and what he's been able to do and how he struggled. He is coming off of an injury, but I think that so many people are quick to just give him a bad rap because he's someone that is so good yet doesn't always build up his teammates around him. I like Russell Westbrook's game personally, but I think he hurts you sometimes just as much as he helps you. So you, who do you think, first of all, for the Bucks would make more sense if, if they, let's say they were wound and were able to pick someone, Chris Paul versus Russell and your thoughts on Russell Westbrook as a player that does have a bad rap, especially in the postseason, that's always going to hurt his team down the stretch. I mean, like you said, he's coming back from um, – he's, he's trying to work his way back from injury. So I think that's going to take some time. Um, as the series go on with the Lakers, he'll get better. So I'm not really worried about him. And any, like, mistakes that you mentioned – like, he's been doing that his whole career. So, I mean, that's not really a surprise. But for me, like, the biggest concern in Houston is is James Harden. Like, as the series go on, like, games, if it goes to five or six or seven, you know James Harden is going to choke. He's a bigger choke artist, I mean, con artist than the Bucks. <laughs> I do, I do think look – at, look at James Harden in game seven against the Thunder. Yes, he had the big block against Dort, Lou Dort at the end of the game to help them win. But look at how he shot less than 15 – it was like 15 field goal attempts. He was like four for 15 from the field. I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. But he struggled offensively in game seven, a must-win game. And at well, the end of the day, you're human, yes, but there's no excusing that. You're the best player on this team. With Russell Westbrook coming back from that quad injury, there's more on James Harden to lead this team. You need to step up. But James Harden also has playoff James Harden, where he, in big moments, does tend to choke. He doesn't, he doesn't always show up. Him, Paul George, there's a few players that should have better playoff performances than they do, and they – always manage to disappoint now their teammates might step up or they like James Harden did with the block be able to bail themselves out but they always seem to struggle in those big moments so coming up we talk more around the NBA playoffs 
This episode of Locked on Wizards is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And you can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And they have everything, guys. Everything from edging control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, or maybe you're a do-it-yourselfer, you can get all the parts you need with a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. I don't know what gets much better than that. Delivered to your door, sign me up. Well, the rockauto.com catalog is easy to navigate, and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the best brands and prices you prefer. So best of all, prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? I don't think it makes sense. I'm a bargain shopper. I'm all for saving. You should be too. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so they know that we here at Locked On Wizard sent you. Again, it's amazingly low prices, a great selection, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Go check it out. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Renee Washington here with Jamel Cutler, writer for Hoop Magazine. We've been talking NBA playoffs the last couple days. We already discussed the Heat versus the Bucks and their game five on Tuesday at 6.30 as the Heat have a chance to close out the series, and I think they just might. Let's get into the Lakers-Rockets. We saw the Lakers tie the series up Sunday in a game that was not really a surprise to me at all. I expected the Lakers to tie this up. Definitely did not anticipate the Rockets being able to go up 2-0. I think the um, – Lakers kind of rope-a-dope sometimes where they just sit back and, and watch and see, like, hit me with your best shot type deal and let me see what you got and then we'll come back stronger. But I do think that, as you mentioned before in our, um, you know, earlier discussion around Russell Westbrook specifically, I think that for Russell Westbrook, it'll be a matter of – for the Rockets, it'll be a matter of if Russell Westbrook is able to get back to being Russell Westbrook. You see he's playing a step slow. He's a step off. He just looks out of sorts. He still is playing okay, but he's still not playing up to the level that he can play at. But as you mentioned, even with James Harden, he's another one that's a factor. Do you, what do you predict this series going to? Looking at the Rockets, the Lakers, what they have, their you know, roster to roster, what are your predictions on this series? I mean, like, on Twitter, I have predicted Rockets in six. So I'm a man of my word, so I'm going to just stick what? to that prediction. But I – but actually, I had Houston going up 2-0 as of yesterday since AD, for whatever reason, like, he's scared to play the five. If he stays at the five, like, that series is over, basically. But what's keeping Houston in the series, like, the Lakers, like, they're too slow to, like, kind of keep up with, with Houston's pace. 
Hmm. So, <laughs> I mean, like for right now, that's only that's Houston's saving grace. But if this series goes like six or seven games, you know James Harden is going to choke. So, yeah. But but if I'm Houston, I'm trying to get this series over as soon as possible because game six or game seven, I'm going to have to go with the Lakers if it goes that far. And then yeah. everybody gets what they wanted, Lakers, Clippers, Western Conference Finals. Yeah. I think the Lakers definitely have to go with a smaller lineup. You know, that's something that if you even look at the game Sunday, when they had JaVale McGee on the floor, you can't have Dwight Howard on the floor. You know, you, it's a mismatch there because the Rockets, they don't – P.J. Tucker's their five. You, know, you have to be able to match up with them and have a, a group that's able to be more versatile, guard on the perimeter. I mean, Eric Gordon in, in game two was, was a problem from the perimeter. You look at what they are able to bring. He had 24 points. James Harden had 27. You know, they, can, they obviously can knock down shots. So the Lakers have to bring that same level, and AD is going to have to be um, willing to, to play the five. I thought he's been doing a, a good job, actually, especially in game two of attacking the basket and playing more selfish at times. They're going to have to make sure that they are – AD and LeBron are, of course, playing well. But even Rondo, I mean, he had – he assisted on 11 of his 15 passes were assists, I think the number was. And he was able to contribute. Everybody's got to find a way to contribute in some way. Danny Green, those types of players, um, Caldwell Pope, have to be able to play defense, not get stupid fouls. And something that drives me crazy that James Harden does so well is drawing fouls. And you can't bite. You, can't, you, can't, you cannot get caught reaching or, or having these lapses where you just kind of are playing lazy. But I think the, for the Lakers, they're actually in the driver's seat, in my opinion, because they do have the pieces there. It's just a matter of Frank Vogel keeping them going. And I think in game two at times, especially once they were up 21, kind of took his foot off the gas. The game was still – it was in the first half. It was still so early. When you have Kuzma, Markeith Morris, LeBron James, AD, and let's say it's Rondo or, or Caldwell Pope, Kentavious, Kentavious Caldwell Pope out there, whatever lineup is working, you got to stick with it. Don't, you cannot let the Rockets get back into it because they can shoot. So you're, it got to the point you're missing on one end and they're coming down and knocking down threes on the other end. Or James Harden's driving the basket, getting in ones, or pulling fouls and getting to the free throw line, slowing the game down, stopping the clock. So you have to continue to attack them, and you have to continue to, to go at them and not take your foot off the gas. But I think, of course, because we're different, definitely going to differ on this, I think the Lakers win in six. Maybe, maybe even five, to be honest. <laughs> because I just don't think, I just don't think that – Playoff James Harden, banged up Russell Westbrook. P.J. Tucker is so emotional and so hot-headed. I'm so tired of seeing him argue every call and argue every foul and every time someone touches him. Oh, come on. Uh, I think the Lakers win this in five or six. Shout out, shout out to my guy P.J. Like, he has <laughs> to guard A.D. in the post, and then he has to go guard um, LeBron on the next possession on the, per- on the per- per- perimeter. I mean, like – um. Shit, man, you would be mad too. Shit, I would be <laughs> mad if I took you to all that. <laughs> man, oh man, I I guess you're right. That's a reason to be fussing on one your work. He, they're making him work, that's for sure. But I do think the Lakers just have too much for the Rockets. You know, they, because they do have the size, the versatility. 
They just have, it's just a matter of what they do. You know, I, I think this is a series that's in the balls in their court, how they, you know, how they are defending, if they're playing smart. But I think that the Rockets are very predictable. You know what James Harden's going to do. And I, James Harden, man, let's just talk about James Harden for a second. James Harden does the same thing all the time. I, I'm convinced when he takes about 30 dribbles and he's just dribbling back and forth between his legs, between his legs, crossover, crossover, between his legs, whatever, just standing there going back and forth. He's almost like lulling a defender to sleep. And then all of a sudden it's like step back jumper or drive to the basket, lean into you. Let me draw the foul, grab your arm, draw the foul. But I just don't think it's enough to win when you talk playoffs, especially to get to a conference final. I don't think it's enough. I mean, like for games one through five, I think James Harden, he'll be okay. But once you get six or seven, especially if the Rockets are down, man, you might need to go somewhere else <laughs> because he's going to shoot four for 21 for the entire game. Yeah. All right. Last question here that I want to get into as we're talking playoffs, I want to go series by series. I know you gave your predictions a little bit, your final predictions. So coming up, we've talked about the games. Now let's get into our series predictions here on Locked on Wizards. Who else gets annoyed every day, come lunch or dinner time, wondering, what am I going to eat? You don't feel like cooking, you've got a million emails to read, you've been busy with work and swamped, and you have so much going on, and your stomach's growling, and you don't know what to eat. Well, let DoorDash take care of your next meal if you want. Chinese food, pizza, froyo, anything you have taste for, you can order it through DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely, and there are thousands that are open for delivery on DoorDash that you can now call, order, and now let them do the work for you. Support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash. You've counted on them, and now they're counting on you. So while their dining rooms may be closed, and maybe you don't really feel comfortable going out to get food, or you just don't feel like getting off your couch and changing out of your pajamas, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. So DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right now right to your door. Ordering's easy. Just open up the app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely right outside your door with the new contact list delivery drop-off setting. So with over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos. Anything from restaurants, Chipotle, Wendy's, Cheesecake Factory, you name it, they're on DoorDash delivering contact lists to your front door. So call right now and anyone that's listening can get $5 off zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. So don't forget that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jamal. 
Jamel Cutler, writer for Hoop Magazine on the show here on Locked on Wizards as we've been discussing the NBA playoffs the last two days. So now, Jamel, we've had a chance to talk around your thoughts on each of the four series across the league. I want to get your predictions on who wins and in how many games. So looking at the East and looking at the West, let's start off, of course, as of the time that this conversation will have aired, Monday's games will have already been played. So that may or may not change things. We don't know. But starting off with the Celtics-Raptors, what do you have this series going to? What's your prediction? Now I have Celtics and six. Okay, Celtics and six. In a I convincing. Yeah, I definitely think the Celtics, Celtics win this one. You know, I just I feel like the Celtics have. First of all, Jason Tatum's playing amazing right now, um, but I do think that the Celtics again have a lot of firepower. You know, you look at Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Kemba Walker. Robert Williams off the bench, you know, every night it's not always the same player that's, that's, that's scoring. It's not always the same pieces, but they have that versatility, the depth, and then, of course, a great coach in Brad Stevens. So without Spicy P playing well, it's definitely going to be a six-game series, in my opinion. I don't see this going to seven. And Robert Williams, like, he's come at age this series, well, this whole playoffs, like, like, he comes from averaging, like, four points for the regular season to, like, being an impact player off the bench. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, whenever he checks in the game, like, the whole energy of the game changes. Just That's a good point. Yeah. Like, honestly, he kind of reminds me of Kenyon Martin when, when Kenyon Martin played on, on, the, um, on the Nets back in the day. That's the type of intensity that, that he brings. I like that comparison. First of all, the, the New Jersey Nets, that team, Jason Kidd, Kenyon Martin, that team was something else. That's a great comparison because you do need someone to be a, a championship caliber team. You do need to have those role players, those, those guys that can just, whether they're coming off the bench or starting, whatever role they're in, that can just bring something to the floor. Energy, defense, rebounding, rim protecting, you know, assists, whatever it is. And Kenyon Martin was such a good supporting cast, like a good role. He was like, he, and it's hard to even call him a role player because he was so good. But, you know, that's a good comparison for what I think Williams, what he's stepping into and becoming. And and I think next season, Robert Williams, he'll be a starter. Definitely. I can see that. I can see that. Definitely working his way in without a doubt. The Celtics are, are a team that I still have coming out of the East too, actually. I think that especially now I'm more convinced than ever watching how these series have been playing out. I think they're, they're without a doubt coming out of the East, but who do you have meeting them? Go ahead. We might have Celtics and Lakers again. That's my, that's my prediction. That's literally what I've been saying from, and not even just the start of playoffs. I've actually been saying it from the beginning of the year, like, like, the year 2020, not the season. Like January, February, I was predicting Celtics Lakers. I just think that those two teams have the the most pieces. You know, I think the Clippers are. Don't get me wrong. I could see why you would have them coming out of the West. But I don't think the Clippers have the the chemistry's not there all the time. They're very unpredictable. You look at like Patrick Beverly getting ejected and 
they just they're to me are very emotional i think them and the rockets to me that's that's like the best way i can categorize them whereas you have to be able to when the game gets hard and referees aren't making calls you like or someone's bumping you and you're not getting fouls called you gotta still play and i just think the clippers when i watch doc talking to them it's like he's always got to like rein them in Bring him back. Kawhi is very level-headed, don't get me wrong. Paul George, just play off Paul George, where he might play really well one game and then be awful the next game. They just have too much inconsistency there. What do you think? I mean, like, for the Clippers, um, like, one like one game, they'll be dominant. Next game, they'll, they'll disappear. That's the, that's the only reason why I have them, like, losing to the Lakers in the um, hypothetical conference finals that they get that far. Yeah. But if they were, like, together the whole year and they played the same way every game, then I'll go Clippers in six or mm-hmm. whatever. But yeah, that's, that's the other thing. The, their starting five hasn't played together that often. I forget what the number is. It's, it's something that's crazy. Their starting five hasn't been on the floor healthy with everyone there that much in the regular season, which is going to hurt them down the stretch because they just don't have they – have, they haven't had the chance to work through, you know, their rotations, their movements, their stuff on the floor together. So and then, can you and, – Go ahead. And can you imagine playoff P in a um, game six or game seven matched up against LeBron again? Like LeBron had his number his entire career basically. That's the problem. Playoff so, P is not good. <laughs> pandemic p as they call him on the twitter streets <laughs> that is the problem you just don't know what you're gonna get you might get bad playoff pandemic p or you might get b paul george you have no idea who's gonna show up so clippers nuggets you said you have that going to six yeah I have clippers and six i'm just giving the nuggets some respect but <laughs> all right all right i'm not ready yet but there, yeah i don't I just hope, I'd love a seven game series though. Like, get can you Clippers. imagine like how good the Nuggets are going to be once Bowl Bowl develops? Oof. Yeah, that's that's the thing. They do have so much youth and potential that this series, this season, excuse me, is going to just help them moving forward next year. It's a team that's looking bigger picture. Like I would say about the Wizards, actually looking bigger picture because someone like Bowl Bowl and his in his rookie year, what he's been able to do. My goodness. All right. Bucks heat. Oh, uh, Bucks. Heat. Oh no, go ahead. You can keep going about bubble. If the Rockets fall off, I think the Nuggets are going to take their spot in the Western conference. I think the Rockets are falling off. I think this is going to be like an eye opening um, season for that reason. Like they're Tony's coming back after this season. No, I think he's done. I think he's done. I mean, Mike D'Antoni and The Rock, they just have been the same. You haven't had any change year after year. It's the same results. It's the same type of play. That's why I say they're very predictable. Like, you always know what you're going to get from the Rockets. Yeah, that year, that year when they played um, Golden State, when, when they had that seven-game series, mm-hmm. I think that was their best year. To I agree. I feel like I, they peaked. Yeah. Yeah, when Chris Paul went down with that hamstring injury and the Rockets ended up losing that series, I honestly felt like that was the year they could have won the West. They, could, was, they, sh- they won 65 games. Mm-hmm. They had Golden State on the ropes in the playoffs. But. 
and I and I don't like the move. I don't like the move they made to go small ball. I liked Capella's game with the Rockets. I thought he was a great addition for them, a great piece for them. So I just think they're moving in the wrong direction, and I could see Denver stepping into that spot and and climbing up the ladder in the West. Of course, the the Warriors will be back. The Nuggets will probably move up. So I see the Rockets dropping off because they just they don't have they don't have it in them to be able to come playoff time to close out series against top teams like they should. So the Bucks Heat, what do you have this series going to? Heat and five. That's that series is over. Like yeah, we're gonna stick with that for sure. Definitely Heat and five. If the Bucks manage to win this next game, I mean. That's a miracle, but definitely he is one. The Bucks look they look broken, so I knew yeah. after game one the series was over. They seem they definitely seem defeated before they yeah, they definitely seem defeated and out of it. All right, so then our final one, um, Lakers Rockets. I know you had mentioned it before, but what's your final prediction on the series for this one? All right, um Houston is six. I know I'm probably gonna be wrong, but I just don't wanna go back on my word. So <laughs> Houston is six. I like that. Sticking to what you've been saying from the beginning, even though it's probably going to be wrong. But I respect that. I respect that. All right, Jamel. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Locked on Wizards for both editions, our Monday and Tuesday edition. Where can our listeners follow you for more on your work with Hoop Magazine? Um, they can follow me on Twitter at my at, at Jamel Cutler. And um, yeah, at Jamel Cutler. Well, Jamel, thank you for joining us here on Locked on Wizards for our Monday and Tuesday edition of the show. And thank you all for tuning in to another edition of the show. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with our daily content Monday to Friday as we talk all things Wizards, NBA, playoffs, and just sports in general. We've got plenty to continue to get into this week. So I hope you can tune in. I'm your host, Renee Washington. I also hope you had a great start to your week. And I look forward to seeing you right back here for our Wednesday edition Hump Day of Lock on Wizards. Have a great one. I'll see you guys next time. Washington out. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.